Welcome to the Millennial Missions Podcast. Our heart is to connect missionaries all around the world, filling them with hope as they strive to fulfill their calling in Christ and to empower others to go. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Millennial Missions Podcast. My name is Tyler Lee, and I just want to thank you for joining us today. If you would like to find out more about us or to connect with us, you can go to the millennialmissions.org website, and you can also find us on the Millennial Missions Facebook group page. It's just a group where people from all over the world can just come and connect with one another, build relationships, and be a resource for each other. Well, let's just dive in today. I got a special guest with us today, my father, Pastor Stephen Lee, all the way from Canada to Oklahoma. He's here with us on the podcast. Thanks for joining us, Dad. Hey, it's great to be here, Ty. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I just wanted to first just introduce the the people to who my dad is. My dad has been a pastor at Encounter Church in Tulsa for what, six years, seven years now? Eight, believe it or not. Wow. It was it was eight years like two weeks ago, which was, I didn't even remember. Of course, your mother did. I, I, you know, I was, yeah, if you would have asked me, I would have said, yeah, six years, but I would have been, I would have been two well, years off. <laughs> I, I thought, I didn't realize it was that long either, but I guess, I guess 2013 would be eight years. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. I, I just forget every time that it's I'm, 2021. That's my problem. I don't forget that part, but I forget the 2013 part, <laughs> part of it. <laughs> well, before we get to how you got to Tulsa, let's talk about how you entered in the ministry. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, or do we need mom for to answer me, these questions too? <laughs> yeah, no, she wasn't. She wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't around <laughs> at that point. Uh, well, as you know, I grew up in church and in, in pretty much in church all my life, and uh, I, I started feeling uh, called the ministry uh, right around that. Now, this is where the dates won't be exactly, but right around 11, 12, 13 years old. Um, like a lot of people over, over the, uh, course of, of time, uh, you know, I had individual, you know, words over my life, what I felt myself. Um, so I really, to be honest with you, I, I, you know, from a pretty young age, I, I really didn't pursue anything else. It was the only thing that I really thought about. I, I, I was never one of those guys that was going to be, yeah, I'm going to be a fireman. It was, it was always, I'm going to be a preacher. So. You know, it started pretty pretty young, of course, and then you know, through my teen years, uh, like some people, I got a little wayward for a little while, but but uh, that call never went away. I never, I never even applied to uh, secular school. I, I only, I crazy thing, I only applied to one school. Um, you know, Zion Bible College, which is now called North Point, but uh, uh, so I, you know, uh, they changed the name because you know they have a lot of missionaries go overseas and stuff, so they. They took Zion out of it because they didn't want controversy. But anyways, I tell people I graduated from two colleges now, Zion and North Point. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a double degree uh, with the same. Actually, I guess I, I, well, it doesn't matter. But anyways, so um, yeah, that I mean, you know, in a short, that was kind of like my journey to to ministry. Um, and, and I graduated from from Bible College in, in 1986, long time ago. Well, 1986, it's not that long yeah. ago, you know, just, just <laughs> nearing, nearing your 40th year soon, but it's no big deal. 
<laughs> yeah, 40 years. Well, that's just crazy, man. Uh, 40 years. <laughs> but here I am. Here I am. And here you are. Yep, here I am. So after Bible school or Bible college, you know, we at, from Rhema, we say Bible school, but Bible college, where did you, uh, where did you end up from there? All right. So uh, interesting little, little story. Uh, you know, as a senior, uh, you just start looking around, hey, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? And, uh, and that's, that's, that is the, uh, that is the catching point for many people in ministry is that little part where, Hey, I'm graduating and what's my next step. Um, cause some people never, you know, they, they have, I don't know, they got an idea in their head and the idea is, is a good idea and it's not a bad idea. It's just not necessarily a God idea. So they, they can't get that out of their head. And then, and they unfortunately graduate and 30 years later, they're, you know, they're still working at Walmart. And again, there's nothing wrong with working at Walmart. It's just that if you call it the ministry, you should be in the ministry. But anyways, so uh, I had a couple uh, job interviews uh, for being a youth pastor. And uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I didn't make it to either job interview. Um, I, so I had a matter of fact, one time I was, I was supposed to go to Syracuse, New York and uh, spend the weekend at the church and, and, and speak at the youth and all that stuff. And my car broke down on the way. I, I was in Bible college, so I didn't have a good, <laughs> my car was, <laughs> my car was pretty sad. <laughs> so, so, so I broke down and I never got there. And um, I said to actually, uh, your mother, of course, she wasn't your mother at the time. She wasn't my wife at the time either. I said, you know what? I'm really frustrated with whoever offers me a job. I don't care what it is. I'm taking it. And that, that Sunday in chapel, there was a pastor sitting behind me from Clifton Park, New York. And they just introduced him, said, hey, this is a pastor. His name is Paul Tabano. He's looking for a youth pastor if you're interested. Um, he's, you know, he'll be out in the annex after, after uh, you know, chapel. And if you want to set up an appointment, talk to him. So I, I literally just turned around to him. I said, hey, I wouldn't mind talking to you. And I had the interview. And right in the interview, I mean, really right in the interview, I, I hadn't even gone to the church. And in the interview, they offered me the job. Wow. Um, it was the senior pastor and a couple of his elders uh, there. Um, uh, and they offered me a job right there. I took it. I said, all right. I said, I'm taking the next job offered to me. And, and I took it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, I, so I, I graduated and, uh, and I moved to, uh, upstate New York, which was kind of, kind of crazy, but never thought I'd live in New York, but there I was, man, in 2006, summer, 2006, being a youth pastor. And, uh, and it was a, there was a church plant. So, they didn't even really have a youth group at the time. It was a handful of kids and that was it. Wow. So you found yeah. yourself in New York and then from there on, you, you know, I know, I know Lindsay was born in New York, my older sister. And then, uh, yeah. and then you yeah. moved on to Massachusetts and had your favorite kid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a little skipping point in there. So we were youth pastors and I, for six years, six years and at five years, I felt we were, we were to leave, but we were comfortable, you know? And, um, uh, again, that's another catching point for people. You get comfortable and, it, it, you know, we had to make it a big decision. Are we going to leave? Are we going to stay here? We could have stayed, but, um, we had a good situation and we were getting paid and, and we had a house and we had a, we had a baby girl and we had a thriving youth group. Our, our youth group was just, just growing tremendously. Um, and so actually I went, we moved to Texas and, uh, I, I, I traveled for a while. Um, 
and, and book meetings and try to do the evangelist life. But, you know, when you're a pastor, the evangelist life is a little tough. Yeah. And uh, so we met, I met a guy. Uh, his name is Wally Quinn. He's, he's, he's uh, gone to be with Jesus at this point. But he just told me about this little group of people in Massachusetts that had tried to plant a church and it didn't work. I went up there and met with them. Um, and uh, your mother and I both felt that that's where we were supposed to go. So we went and planted a church in, in Massachusetts. Like you said, that's where you were born. That's why you're, you're a Patriots and Celtics and Boston Bruins fan. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And it's kind of, uh, it's kind of funny though, how you had to go all the way to Texas to end up, you know, just a few hours in reality from where you were before. <clears throat> It was actually less than two hour drive. <laughs> two hour drive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, yeah, it was crazy because, yeah, less, less than two hour drive from Massachusetts to where it was in upstate New York. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I drove, basically, I drove, you know, 2,000 miles in the opposite direction so I could come back. And, yeah. and the worst part is we moved all our stuff. Not that we had a lot of stuff at the time, but we stuffed it all in a U hole, took it all the way to Texas, put it in a storage, put it back in the U hole, and yeah. drove all the way to. Which of course I mean, I you didn't I, know that you were going to, you know, only go, you know, two hours down the road. So I mean, why would <laughs> no, you need no, all this stuff up there? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I did, and then, yeah, that was an interesting. It was an interesting time. Uh, yeah, so we we started the church with a handful of people, and and uh, God blessed us, and it grew, and and we did we did well, and you came along, and um, it was good. It was a good eleven years. Yeah, which you know, for me, you know, I feel like I have. You know, we've lived in a lot of different places, but I feel like I've had three main parts of my life. My childhood was Massachusetts, you know, yep. my, my teenage years, you know, from pretty much when I was 12, 13 to 18 years old, almost 19 years old was actually, well, yes, 19 years old was Texas. You know, I know we hopped around for a few months here and there, but for me, most, most of it was in Texas. And then my adult years have been Oklahoma and basing out of Oklahoma and the Guatemala. So, you know, there was a pretty even split almost down the middle on all those. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not as young as I think I am sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. When you, yeah, you, that's, that's what happens Ty. Um, You know, the, the thing is, and I, and I, I think those times are hard when you move and you do all those things, uh, you know, go from state to state, change schools or whatever. But, uh, you know, that again, that goes back to what I said at the beginning is some people graduate and they can't figure out what they want to do. And the picture doesn't look like it. So they don't go anywhere. They don't do anything. Yeah. And, um, you know, from from our experience, because we lived in Massachusetts, because we lived in, you know, Texas and, and Virginia and Oklahoma, um, it's much easier for you to see a move as the next step from God and not look at, at it like a massive sacrifice of moving. Yeah. And, um, um, I, I wouldn't be honest with you. I, I love the fact of all those places we've lived. I, I've enjoyed it immensely. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's just a good way to think, you know, where God's going to take you, he's going to take you and you got to be willing to go. Yeah. Well, exactly. And I know even, even the places that, you know, like Florida, where we were, we were only there for, you know, just a short year, you know, there, there's things that happened that year that, you know, have, have even changed my life and in the same thing with Virginia. So, you know, I don't, I don't regret anything that we, that we did or where we went. And, you know, even, even when I had the opportunity to, 
not go with you guys, still going with you guys was, was the right decision. And, you know, it was, I, I wouldn't change any of it. Yeah. And you've got to look, I mean, you've got to really understand uh, if our steps are ordered by God, um, they're ordered by God. We still have to obey the order. It doesn't mean just because, you know, some people say, oh, my steps were ordered by God, but, but they live, they're living in a place where they're not supposed to be because they never took the step. So you can't, you can't just simply say, well, my steps were ordered by God and therefore I'm in the perfect will of God because I'm here. Not, not, right. not necessarily. What did, what did God say to do? Where did he say to go? Um, if you don't follow those things, like if Abraham never would have taken the first step out of, out of Earl of the Chaldees, he never would have made it promised land so you got to take those steps right right well you know you i i know i look at your you know your generation as as much different than mine um and you probably might even think feel the same way about the generation before you guys but you know i i feel like you guys were much more pioneers than than our generation was you know I feel like there was a lot more stories like you where, or, or, or even other, other people um, that graduated Bible college and they just went, they just went and did something. Um, right. I feel like that's not quite happening as much. Um, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? What do you see? Well, yeah. And I, I think you're true. I mean, like you say, if you do go to look at the generation before us uh, like, like, you know, um, you know, I listened to a missionary off the top of my head. I can't think of his name right now. Who went to Papua New Guinea and literally did exactly what you said? Said got graduated from Kings and and went to Papua New Guinea. What literally no support, no. You know, now we, you know, if you're going to plant a church, you can go to all these different organizations, which are phenomenal. You know, Ark and all these places that you can join, and they'll help you walk through it. Uh, they have ways of, you know, raising funds. They, they have all those kind of things. Those things didn't exist, to my knowledge. If they did, uh, I'm not I'm not aware of it. But you know, going to Massachusetts, oh, oh, they didn't exist. So you you had to go. Okay, if this is God. Um, then it's God and I'm, I'm just going, I, you know, I'll figure it out when I get there, which is, I'll admit now, even if I did it now, I'd probably do it different in the fact that, of course, I know more now than I did back then, but, um, we just, we literally just went right. <laughs> exactly. What we just, we just went, I didn't know anything about Massachusetts, never lived there. I didn't even, I, I didn't even have an apartment. I had somebody in Massachusetts find me an apartment. Wow. And I never saw it until the day I drove up and started taking my stuff inside. Never saw it. Um, I had no, I had no, I had no financial support. I had, uh, I didn't have any of those things. Yeah. Um, but we, we just went. Yeah. Which that just, it just doesn't seem to, to happen that way as much as it, is it, seems to like it used to, you know, it just seems most people are kind of, and, and I'm not even just saying, I'm not really even just saying people my age, I think it's just all across the board, you know, no matter sure. how old the person is, what generation they are. And when they graduate Bible school, they're kind of waiting for something to, to fall in their lap and they just, they just kind of don't go. Yeah. And I agree, Todd. And I think that's one of the biggest heartaches that I have as a pastor. When I look around, even, you know, where we live in, in as, as they used to call it, Tulsa, Tulsa, Jerusalem, 
because, you know, because of all the schools here, you know, you had Rama, you had Victory, you had Willie George. Um, and uh, the amount of people that graduated from those institutions that are still here. Yeah. Uh, and, and not to sound horrible, but they shouldn't be here. They, they should be someplace else. Yeah. They should be in Guatemala. They should be in New York. They should be in Canada. They should be in Texas. They should be these other places, but they, but they never went. Um, and I don't, I can't explain all the reasons why, but again, I think it falls back to what you just said. They're waiting for something, um, that, um, is going to be that picture of what they want. I know I'm graduated. I'm waiting for my associate pastor position. I'm waiting, you know, I'm waiting for ARC to call me up to tell me that I need to plant a church. And, and again, it's not, uh, I'm not, I'm not speaking disparagingly of them. I'm just saying they're working jobs. They shouldn't be working because they should be in full-time ministry. Right. Right. Oh, and, and, and I, I would say there's, there's even people that, you know, probably should have stayed and went and, you know, maybe they were just called to be a, a, in the ministry of helps and, you know, have a business and, and, you know, so, so support, support the, the church or the ministry that they, that they got trained in and, and graduated from. And then vice versa, people that are doing that should have, should have left a long time ago. And, you know, yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so I think some of those people we used to, we used to have a term for, you know, mommy called daddy son and preachers that, that they weren't really called uh, to do full-time ministry in the sense that they were called to be a senior pastor or even an associate pastor, but they were to be part of a church that, that built and they were, they were to be successful in the business uh, sector as they ministered in the church. Um, but you know, and we call them mommy called daddy send because, you know, mama wanted them to be a pastor, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 you know, daddy, of course, not so much now, but you know, daddy funded the bill to go to Bible college, you know, and, um, and again, nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's just, uh, understanding what, what you're called to, um, yeah. um, you know, and there's an anointing on all of it. There's an anointing to make money. There's an anointing to build a business. There's, a, oh, yeah. there's an anointing to, 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 to be the part of, of that structure that builds the church. There's an anointing on all of it. You just got to yeah. figure out what that part is you, you know? Exactly. I mean, you, you see some people when they have an anointing to sell, they can sell anything they want. And, and oh yeah. Sure. Sure. I mean, you, you know, we had that, that, that friend of ours uh, and you know, him, um, who went to Rama. Uh, graduated from Rama, he tried just was very unsuccessful in the ministry, but started a business and became exceptionally wealthy. Uh, and yeah. through his wealth, funded many missionaries, many churches. Um, but it took him a little while to get that to get to that place. But that's okay, right? Right. But yeah, it's just part of part of what people are called to do. You know, some people are called yeah. to get trained up and have the have the knowledge you know, have, have that strong relationship with God, but you know, they're supposed to be helping. They're not supposed to be, you know, the guy up front. Yeah. And I think, yeah, right. And I think the, the, and I think it's worse today than, than it used to be, but there's an idea of this glamour behind the pulpit. And it's just, it's a, it's a foolish thought because, um, you know, if you, if you, here's the thing you got to think about If you let people's praises, uh, go to your heart. You will let people's criticism go to the, go to your mind, and you 
you, you know, you don't do this because, you know, people are patting on your back and say, that was the greatest message I ever heard. Because next week, somebody's going to go walk up to you and say, you know, well, everything you just said was, was a bunch of garbage. And, uh, you know, I'm leaving. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> you know? Who wants to live with that kind of pressure? I don't. Right. Well, and, you know, and I was talking, I was talking to somebody pretty much just about this the other day that when you, when, when you're in the ministry, especially when, when you're the a senior pastor, when you're in the pulpit, you are, you always will have a target on your back and there is always going to be someone that says something bad about you. And it doesn't matter, even matter how big your church is. There's always going to be somebody. And if you don't, if you don't know that 100% that you're called and it's not even whether you necessarily enjoy it or not, but when you know that is what God has called you to do, you'll be able to handle it. But if, but if it's not, then like you, what you just said, those, those things are going to affect you and you're not going to be able to stand. You're not going to be able to handle it. Well, right. And, and again, if you, if you let criticisms go, go, go to your heart and head, then how do you, then, then how do you properly love people and care for people? You won't because you'll, you'll put a little bit of a wall up to keep a distance between you and them because it could always happen again. Right. But, but if you don't let that stuff go to your head, go to your heart. And when somebody look at somebody, uh, it's one of those things you have people in your church that have been there for five years and all of a sudden one Sunday they're not there and you don't know why they're just gone. Right. Um, you know, and, and if you let that will, just, that can destroy you. If you, if you let it affect you, you just, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so when you, so you, we were in Massachusetts for 11 years. Uh, I wasn't quite there for 11 years. I was about there for 10, 10 years and like 11 and a half months. <laughs> right <laughs> but um after we after we left there we went to texas and we were in texas for a while uh but we can we can skip that chapter if you want let's talk about how you got to tulsa um okay so uh, uh that was an interesting journey uh it, it was kind of a roundabout way but again you've got to look back at those ste- those steps being ordered by god to to know what you're doing so you know we worked at the church uh um i'm sure you, you might even have him on your show at some point david vestal love the guy worked at his church for a little while um and but knew that that wasn't what i was called to do even though it was a great opportunity uh working i was in a, i was you know in the church um but i knew god here's here's a here's it's probably one of the hardest lessons for me anyways to learn is sometimes you just you've got to move to get where you you're going to go the 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 initial move is not the place but the initial move is what lines you up for the place yeah um uh so we uh went i went to school with a, a, a guy named Steve Billsborough, who's got a great church in um, Florida called Great Great Life Church, and it's and booming he, too. It's booming. Oh yeah, they're rocking. And and he approached me and said, "Hey, look, I want to plant a church, in Spring Hill, Florida." And uh, if you know if you ever plant a church, it's very demanding. And he said, "Look, what we can do is, I knew it was his church. It wasn't my church." Uh, but he said, what we can do is, is you, you can come and we can do it together and, you know, you can travel and preach. I can travel and preach. And then when the other person's not there, the other guys kind of heading it up a little bit. And we did that. So we, 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 we just, again, 
we, we did what we just talked about. We packed up the car and we stuffed everything in, in a truck and we drove to Spring Hill, Florida. And uh, it was a church plant, so there was no money. Uh, so it wasn't like somebody's offering me, hey, you know, come be my associate pastor for $60,000 a year. It was, it was, it was come, come to Spring Hill, Florida, and we'll see what God does, and we'll go from there. So we did, and you know, because you went with us. Yep. Um, and, that, and that was, I know that was a hard time for you because that was your, you know, going into your senior year. Um, but we went there. That was the step that got us to the, to the next place. I think sometimes, I think, I think sometimes, um, what God wants, uh, um, is obedience and, and taking the steps of obedience, uh, are, is what opens doors and brings blessings. So Tulsa never would have opened up if I didn't leave Texas. Um, so going to Florida, um, was, was, was tough, but it was good. And while in Florida, um, I was playing golf with a friend of mine, actually with my roommate in college. And he, his name is Terry Shuttlesworth from Virginia beach, Virginia. And we're just playing golf. And he just says to me, he says, um, I, I need, an associate pastor because his associate pastor, which was his nephew, Teddy or Ted Shuttlesworth had, had left. And he said, and I, I, he said, he was talking to his wife, Colleen. And she said, you had said years ago that you had always wanted Steve to come work with you. Uh, why don't you ask him while we're playing golf? He just said, Hey, I want you to come to Virginia. And I was, and at that point we were at the, what was really crazy. Ty, we were at that point where we're saying, I know it was important for us to leave Texas to come to Florida, but while we're in Florida, I knew it was just a stop. Yeah. Um, and, and it really come to the forefront. I think we all as a family even discussed it. I don't, I don't really remember. You probably remember better than I do. Um, but it was at that point playing golf that Terry said, why don't you come to Virginia beach? And I just knew that was it. And we went to Virginia Beach. Again, I knew that wasn't, uh, and he knew it wasn't long-term. We both knew it wasn't long-term. He said, you can come for a year uh, and maybe for two years. And uh, so we went. But it was while we were there that um, I met Foursquare guys. I've never been in the Foursquare, but I met Foursquare guys. I felt the connection. Uh, we joined the Foursquare. And whoops, I got my phone. And in a roundabout way, um, that's how we got to Tulsa because once I did my four square stuff and got licensed and all, it, we were like, well, you were gone. You were going to Rama at the, you, you know, you had already decided you were going to Rama. You moved yeah. back to Texas, lived with grandma. Lindsay was going to Un- university of North Texas. And yeah. we were like, okay, we, we can literally go anywhere in the country. Right. I, I literally talked to, I, I mean, I just sent my resume. I sent my resume to all 12 wow. districts. In, in the in the um, uh, four square, and only two of them called me back. Um, I mean, I got like cursor responses, you know what I mean. Yeah. But only two of them actually called me, uh, and I can't. I think the Northwest guy called me, and and then a guy named Kip Pittner from the, the Mid South called me and said to me, "Hey, I, I want to meet you. I want to talk with you." Uh, so I went and had lunch with him. We hit it off. He said, "I got a couple of churches for you." uh, that you might be interested in. Um, 
and and they're going to be open a little while. The guys are leaving. There's transition going on. I said, great, awesome. And then a couple of weeks later, he said, hey, if you don't mind, I need somebody to go up to Tulsa and fill in at a church that, that, that's in a lot of trouble. And we're not really sure what we're doing with it. Um, we're thinking we might close it down and then restart in a year at a church plant. But I just need somebody to go fill in. Can you go fill in for a Sunday? So sure, uh, no problem. We drove up, um, preached that Sunday morning to a handful of people. And on the way home, uh, your mother and I talked and we just knew God was calling us there. Yeah. And it was, cr it was crazy. Cause when I called Kim up and said, Hey, God's calling us to Tulsa. He was actually shot. He shocked. He said, you serious? And I said, yeah. Um, and so we went through the process and we moved, we moved to, to Tulsa. It was far, 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 far from an ideal situation. Yeah. <laughs> Cause as you know, we, we had candidated at some great churches. Yeah. Um, um, but and again, here it goes back to what I said be earlier. And on paper, they sounded great. Salaries, you know, car allowances, you know, all those kind of things. Um, but there was always a check in my spirit that this wasn't it. And uh, uh, so we, we ended up coming to Tulsa, where there's no salary, where there's no car allowance, where there's there's, there's nothing. Right. As a matter of fact, the church is like in turmoil. And it's like, well, man, God, you know, it would have been nicer if you just took me to that other place where I, would, I didn't have to do anything. But again, we've been here eight years. And God's good, and we're doing great. Right. And um, uh, we're 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 thrilled at what what God's done. And uh, it's it wasn't easy, but. God opened the doors and God blessed it. Yeah. Well, once again, you had to go halfway across the country for a little bit to just go <laughs> four hours away <laughs> yeah. from where you were. <laughs> yeah, right. We had to go all the way to Virginia on the East Coast to go four hours north of where I yep. used to live. Yep. I, 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 should, I, I should learn. <laughs> so, so what I should do is, well, my next move, if God tells me to move again, I'll move to Florida. So I can play golf knowing that I'm going to be somewhere, maybe Kansas, Kansas, Missouri. Colorado, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, Missouri. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I just put my stuff in storage here. So I won't have to move it that yeah. far. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you could probably, could write, probably just write a book, you know, go so far to go so close. Something, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Traveled around the world to live two hours away. I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah. figure out the title. We we'll figure out that. That could be my that could be my million dollar book. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, and and really, really, I mean, it was it was it, it was about eight years ago. This this month that you took over, wasn't it? Wasn't it around? It, it, was it, May. it, it, it was May. It was eight years ago, May. And this is the crazy part. And you know this, uh, but people listening won't know. You had already planned on going to Rama. Before we actually, you were already accepted, weren't you? Yeah, weren't you accepted? Yeah. Like the, it was even was, the day I, of. I, like, appl I applied, and I was. Uh, I I thought I I mom 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 says it differently. So and and I trust mom's memory more than my own. Um, but but yeah, I so I I applied, and I thought I had already been accepted before you guys had taken the position because I was, but. It's, it's hazy. I know I was looking at student housing though. You know, right. I know that's how, that's what I, that's how I know I was definitely, you know, planning on coming, coming to Tulsa first. Cause I was, I was looking right. at student housing. Your, yeah. Your application, your decision to go to Rama was, 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 
way before we ever planned on coming to Tulsa because we had no intentions of coming to Tulsa. Um, but you had planned on Tulsa. So whether it was like the day of or within a few days or a week or whether between your acceptance and us deciding to come up here, it was real close again. Like I said, like yeah. I totally agree with that. I trust, I trust your mother's memory more than mine, but I know it all happened pretty close. Yeah. And, uh, so I ended up, we ended up coming up to, to, to Tulsa and you, you ended up going to Rama. So, um, uh, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm assuming that most people who know that we're here would think to a certain degree that you just went to Raymond because we were already here. Oh, yeah. That's 100%. Not the case. I'm sure. I'm sure most people looking on the outside think that. But um, I mean, you guys moved to Tulsa before I did because I, I finished out um, the summer in. I mean, I moved I moved to Tulsa two weeks right. before before my first day of, of class. Um just because I was, I was working for pastor David. So, right. um, I didn't, I didn't, I finished out the summer with him. Um, but yeah, I, I did not, I 100% planned on going to Rama before, before you guys, I think even candidated at the church. And, um, well, again, we didn't even candidate. We just came up to, well, that's in. what I meant. We, I just we, went, that's what I meant. Yeah. Before you guys filled in yeah. for that, that Sunday. Um, and, and, and really, I mean, the other whole side of it is, you know, God orchestrates our steps. But right. if you didn't listen to what God called you to do, I've thought about this many times. I have no idea where I would be. Right. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. But you can see, you can see that the, the, the line of all this is, so we come to Tulsa, we start passing a church here. You start work, you know, working in the church as being the worship leader, being a youth pastor, um, you know, you graduate, you start the Younger Dogs Vertical Group, which was a great group that grew wonderfully. Uh, and we still, to this day, you know this, we still have, we, we have people in our, they're married now like you are, but came to our church because of Vertical. Yeah. yeah. We, and one of your buddies, Anthony, who comes to the church, which, which was a blessing to you while you were there. Uh, his friend was a missionary in Guatemala named Danielle. Exactly. We met her and started supporting her a year. Well, at least a year before you guys. It was about a year. Yeah. I think it was about a year. A year before. Yeah. So we were, we were, we were, as a matter of fact, we had, we were supporting a missionary in, in, um, um, uh, where was she? Where was she? She was in, um, uh, El Salvador. Yeah. El Salvador. And that was changing because she was leaving there. So we took that money that we supported her on a monthly basis and we moved it to Danielle. And that relationship came because of Anthony. Mm -hmm. uh, she was already over there. And we, and we met her at, at a pizza place, met her, talked to her, felt this is what we were supposed to do. We started supporting her. And, and now she's my daughter-in-law. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, and, and, it's, and that's why I say, like, I have no, I have no idea where, where I would be because, you know, if, if you guys, you know, ended up somewhere else, I still would have went to Rama. Um, right. But I probably would have done my two years and left and, and, and would have went right. where you were. Right. And yeah, who knows that? I mean, but again, 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 again. It all comes down to if my steps are ordered by God, I take the step. I take the step. I may not know the end result, but I take the step. Yeah. Once I take the step, he shows me the next step, or maybe he shows me the next 20 steps. 
we'd all like to know the next 5,000 steps, but, but, but everything lines up with that will of God. And, uh, I, you know, I sure we, we make mistakes. We do stupid stuff along the way and thank goodness for mercy and grace and all that stuff to somebody who's saying, yeah, I should have taken a step, but I didn't take it. Now I'm screwed. No, it doesn't really work that way either, but you got to understand that God's a merciful guy. He's going to, he's, he's still going to, you know, bless you and take you where, where you need to go. Um, but yeah, it all comes down to saying, okay, all right, God, if this is what you want me to do. I don't know the hows, the where's, the why's, but it's kind of like I, I say to people all the time. It's it's just like Isaiah chapter six when he said, uh, uh, who, when God said, "Who's going to go?" He said, "I'll go. Yeah. I'll do it." You know, um, and that's what it really comes down to is that simple thing. I'll go. Yeah, I'll do it. You know. Yeah, and and and, and you know, I John Paul and I talked a little bit about this. You know, when you when you are called to do something and you don't do it, it, it not only has the potential to affect your life for the rest of your life, but it can also affect other people in your life. And, and that's why it's so crucial to, to follow what God has called you to do and to not wait. Yeah. And I had to believe, for example, like when we left Texas to go to Florida, I had to believe that it wasn't just me that God was going to do something through that. I had to believe that it was going to be your, your mother. I had to believe that it's going to affect your life. I had to believe it was going to affect Lindsay's life. I had to believe yeah. all that. Um, and that, and that's the immediate, that's the, that's, that's the micro area. But the macro is, if you look at my church now, nah, you know, there's nothing to get big headed about or to think it was me because it's foolish, but, the people I have in my church, uh, would God, God would have had to figure out, a, you know, this is a bad way, way of wording this, but, you know, God would have had to use to get to their life when he actually wanted to use me. Right. And, and the people in Guatemala that you're blessing um, come fr came from that whole idea of, okay, um, you know, you're ministering to them and touching their lives uh, because you, you went uh, and, and, and it's, it's ignorant for us to believe that, you know, we're not all here for such a time as this, but we are, we, we are here literally for such a time as this. And my life, your life, Danielle's life, Wesley, Ryland, your mother's, all of our lives are, um, entwined completely with the will of God and his plan for today. Yeah. And if I don't say yes to that, um, I, uh, I'm going to be on the outside looking in and I don't, I don't, I, I, I never want to do that. I don't want to be in that spot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, and I, and I've seen it, you know, and I know you've probably seen it too. Um, and that's the unfortunate side about social media is you see a lot more than you probably should at times, <laughs> Yeah, right. but you know, you see, you see yeah. people, people's family, you know, maybe they're not, they're not quite where they should be in, in their relationship with God, but some of it, I, I would say you can chalk a lot of it up to, well, they're not, they're probably not where they're supposed to be. So that means they're right, kids aren't where they're supposed to be and correct. their kids aren't yeah. doing what they're supposed to do. Like, I mean, I know, 
I know there's no doubt in my mind that I wasn't supposed to go to Florida with you guys, even though you, know, you guys gave me the option to, to stay with grandma for my senior year. Um, but I never, I never really even gave it much of a thought just because, you know, I just knew I was supposed to go with you guys, but it wasn't, it was because of my, you know, my lonely days that I picked up the guitar mm-hmm. and, 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 and right, no, right. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. just a few years later, um, I, I was your worship leader, which never would have happened if, if I didn't go to Florida because it was Florida that God, God kind of started instilling me that heart for worship. Right. Right. And what you still do, um, you know, of course you were, you, you know, you were, you were blessed in, in, in the fact that, you know, you, you inherited a lot of music ability from your mother, which is great. You didn't get it from me. That's for sure. Um, you know, but again, it all comes down to being in that right place where God wants you, even like you see the lo- lonely times. So you can equate that to desert times, Well, you know, on the backside of the de- desert, Yeah. but it doesn't matter where you are. You've got to believe no matter where you are and what season you're still in the will of God because you obeyed. And uh, that, that's what takes you to that next level, that next place, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, I think, I mean, I think this could, you know, r- really people just need to understand this, that when, when you are called, you, 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 you got to go. And then you just got to trust where you go. What you're doing is what is, you know, God's going to bless it. And he's not only going to bless you, but he's going to bless your family. He's going to bless your friends. He's going to bless your finances. You know, right. you know, I love the, I love the saying, even though it's cheesy, but if it's God's will, it's God's bill, you know? So you can't, you yeah, can't right. worry about those things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I just said, as a matter of fact, I said, I said uh, to our church, uh, maybe about a month ago, um, uh, I, and I financially, we give a lot. I mean, I, I sometimes when you, your mother keeps the finances because I don't know a head, I don't head head for it. I don't remember and pay a bill. I don't, you know, I do late on everything. But, um, you know, when you look how we live with how much we make, we we live so far above what we make. It is unbelievable, and it's because. We're in the presence of God. We're in the will of God. And we give, we sow, we, 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 we do these things. And then God just blesses you. And you look back and you go, I don't even, I don't even get this. It doesn't, you know, on paper, it just doesn't make any sense. But here we are. Yeah. And you guys are doing really well. I mean, the church seems to be, you know, I, I, I joke about it, but, you know, it, it's doing a lot better uh, in my eyes since, you know, I, I, I left and, and it came to Guatemala and, and I'm not saying it's because I left, but I think it's just, you know, God, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope not, but well, we, we had to drop some weight. Once we yeah, did that, we <laughs> some were dead, some dead weight <laughs> and I had to get the barnacles <laughs> off the ship that was slowing you down. But, uh, you know, um, I, I, I believe, um, you know, I, I follow what God was supposed to be and that not only blessed me, and now my family, but was a blessing to you guys, because I think it brought people in to the church that have, you know, they're, they're doing what they're called to do. And, and I wasn't right. called to continue to do what I was, what I was doing. And so if I would have stayed, I think that would have been, 
you know, in, in a sense, detrimental to the church only because I wasn't where I was supposed to be. So that would have prohibited other people to come in to the church and, and fulfill what they were called to do while I was there. And so when, right. when you, when you are, when you're, when you're following God's God's steps for your life, it, it, it is such a domino effect because it, because it can affect no, all these no, different things. Correct. So you, like you just said, we, so some of those people that came to vertical, they've, they've been married and, and, and uh, they're leaders in our church. They, they, they have a lot of responsibility. They, um, and, and here's, here's the thing I think that a lot of pastors have an issue with, and I don't, and I'm not patting myself on the back with it. I just think I have a different philosophy. I don't sow just money. I sow people. So you may say, well, you left to go to Guatemala, but I, I look at it a little different. I look at it like I sowed you. Yeah. I, I was, I was behind you. I sowed you to Guatemala. Every blessing that you receive in Guatemala, I'm part of. But when you sow something, you reap something. So I sowed you. So um, God has blessed us. You know, you look at that from a natural point. You go, well, where am I going to get another worship leader from? Right. Where, where am I going to get that? You know, um, and, and I don't, I don't know when. Uh, our next word, I don't know when he came. I, again, he, we both have to talk to, to, to your mother. He was great. Yeah. I mean, not, not only him, but he's brought family. Uh, our, our drummer here is because of him. I mean, you go, okay. So, yeah, I sold, I sold Tyler and, 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 and Danielle, but look at what I've got. I've got, I've got a couple rows of people in my church that are part of the life of our new worship leader. Right. That's an incredible way to look at it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and cause I mean, you look at it and that, that's such a, that's such an important way to look at it. And I think, I think pastors would, would feel, um, you know, a lot more, a lot more blessed in a sense, if they had that philosophy. Cause I mean, how many times have you, have you seen people go to their pastor and say, Hey, I think I'm called to go do this. And they're like, no, no, you can't go do that. <laughs> Or, or no, no, we don't want you yeah. to do that, you know, or you need to wait a couple right. of years before you can do that. And, and that, that, that affects things. Right. It does. It does. And, and when if somebody comes to me and says, you know, I'm, I'm feeling called to do this. As a matter of fact, a couple, not too long ago, you know, said they were called to do this. I said, the first thing I said to them was, well, let's figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's figure out how to get you there. Um, I don't have any clue how that's going to work, but. Uh, it's not up to me. It's up to just hearing the voice of God and, and they'll hear and I'll hear and they'll get where they're going to go. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I appreciate your time, dad. I won't keep you anymore. Um, but how about you, uh, how about you pray for everyone and then we'll close. Sure. Sure. Uh, father, we thank you for the opportunity that we've had to share. Uh, I know father, there's so many things that you want to say to the hearts of people. And, and, um, even as I said, uh, Sunday to everyone, people that are listening, they're not just listening, they're part of what's going on here. So there's a nugget, there's a piece uh, for everybody. And I pray, Father, that the thing that you need to say to the individuals that will listen to this soon, that will listen to it uh, weeks from now, even months from now, I pray that you would just speak to their heart and they would have a peace in their mind and their spirit about you and about what they're doing for you, knowing that you guide them, lead them, take them where they need to go. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, thanks, Dad, for for being with us today. I really appreciate you. Appreciate your time. You know, uh, always, always, well, always good love talking to have you. you. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, good, 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 good talking to my son. It's a hard yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to find more uh, about us, you can go to millennialmissions.org. You can also find us on the Millennial Missions Facebook group page. And uh, if you want to find my father, uh, you can go on Facebook. He is. Is it Steve or Stephen Lee on Facebook? It's, it's, it's Stephen Lee on Facebook. And of course, is the Encounter Church Facebook too, if they wanted to go yep. there. Yep. And to, they wanted to, if they want to listen to some messages and see how you know phenomenal you and I are, they can go and listen to past messages and stuff down there. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, thanks everybody. Be blessed and we'll see you next time. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Millennial Missions Podcast. We invite you to visit our website, millennialmissions.org, to read blog posts, find resources, and most importantly, to connect with us. See you next time.